Hi, everybody. This is Patty Negri. Welcome to The Witching Hour. Yes, the hour of the day when the veil is thin and magic happens. We have a great guest for you today. We have paranormal investigator Bill Slevin. You are going to love him. But before I bring on Bill... Where's Patty? That's right, because I get to look it up so I get to know where I am on a weekly basis. If you are watching or listening to this on the week we first drop, which is the week of April 24th, 2023, I'm home for a minute. I think I just flew in late last night from Wisconsin. We just did Spirits in the Spring, and even though I'm taping this beforehand, I am sure it was absolutely fabulous in Broadhead, Wisconsin. I just got back from that, and day after tomorrow, I am leaving for the Copper Queen Haunted Getaway in Bisbee, Arizona, and that's going to be amazing. I Somewhere in Arizona called Bisbee. It's a haunted old hotel. It's Old West, and we are going to be night, seance night, investigation night, and all sorts of special dinners, and, and it's intimate. It's little because it's a little place. Not that many people can go. So if you really want some practically one-on-one -on -one time with me and a lot of ghosts in haunted old Arizona, check out the Copper Queen Haunted Getaway. Call Jacob. There's an event page now for it. Or check on my website or mine or contact me. I would love to see you there. Um, it's going to warm and wonderful and i like arizona ghosts i think you will too so hope to see you there i've got all sorts of things coming up i've got lewisville i'm going back to lewisville dallas we've got ventura paracon we've got orange county paracon we got massachusetts paracon um pacific coast is at the beginning of june june and that's at a really haunted old theater so um hex fest in new orleans so I can't keep track of it all. So you guys just sign up for my newsletter at pattynegri.com and then you can know. I have a Tuesday night, if you don't want to go anywhere, Tuesday night, I am doing a seance through my school, University Magicus, very affordable. And we are sitting there on a Zoom screen, just like we are around my dining room table. And it is just as connected and just as accurate. So and there is a deal that I'm doing a seance this week and read group readings next week. And together you can get them for really cheap if you want to do both. But go to universitymagicus.com or our new magicu.org and see you there. So other than that, which is movie coming on Wednesday, every Wednesday, we talk about movies. We just did Carrie last week. I don't even know what we're doing this week, but it's going to be a good one. And of course you need your merch. You need your beautiful merch, both Scared and Alone merch, Patty merch. I have a new Spellcaster page with all sorts of from hoodies to shirts with magic spells on them and my brand new power panties. Yes, indeed. Everybody should have magic in their underwear. They come with a spell and I promise they work. So go to mysterycontrol.com, mugs, cloaks, and underwear with magic. Everybody needs a little magic. So other than that, see you around. Okay, everybody, guess what time it is? Yep, it is time for the Willow Report. The time of day when my little puppy looks away, won't look at the camera, usually lawn, yawns within the first minute or so, and wonders where her kitten Grace is. <laughs> she, see, it's like I'm psychic or something. There's that yawn. The thing I want to talk about today is Willow's barking. I know I've talked about it before, but 
it's getting to be a little issue when we're trying to take the witch's movie cup and and the and and the witching hour so right now she's so quiet and good so i've asked for advice before but never this specific advice how do you keep a puppy from being really really barky all the time she's the best girl in the world she is perfect in every other way every other way but she doesn't know how to shut up do you baby girl i don't know how to shut up she has to see every dog and every car and every motorcycle and every bike that walks by she has to say hi she's very social but if you have any trip like nothing i don't do any kind of rough training i'm not going to pull her or do things but if you have any secret psychic ways or magical training ways to make this girl who looks so perfect right now and so quiet right now be quiet the other 23 and a half hours of the day i'd sure like to hear it <laughs> and that's it she's getting ready for her afternoon play date there's her third yawn of the moment that's the willow report okay this week's magic lesson we are going to tell about about the magic of what we put on and no i just don't mean the cloaks we put on when we're doing ritual or dancing around bonfires our witchy like stevie nicks lace cloaks or organic cotton cloaks or or vampire black velvet cloaks i'm talking about the stuff we wear every day and how important it is notice things like the color that you're wearing i know a lot of us wear black but i'm not wearing black today notice that my green shirt makes me smarter than my purple shirt make my maybe my red makes me relax which is probably not what red does but just like we put color importance into the candles we're doing and the work that we're doing and the crystals those colors go on to our clothing so pay attention to it if you need to be extra smart for some day for school or work wear the outfit that you know makes you extra smart if you need to relax your whites your blacks your greens your purples you need something for money wear your greens wear your golds and empower them because remember intent is everything so as you're putting on that green shirt this is going to give me an abundant day as you're putting on your yellow i'm in a bad mood i need to be cheery so i'm putting on my yellow dress and i'm going to be happier today because it adds that mind body spirit of psychology and of magic and many of you know this already but my most favorite and most important magic thing is your panties your underwear and whether you're boys or girls years and years ago somebody told me that anything really really important i was a baby witch they go make sure you wear your deep blue panties for anything really important i'm like okay I, I didn't know why, but it worked every time it worked. So now I literally have A-list movie stars and Academy Award winners that always have their blue panties for anything important. Their red panties for passion. They always have their, their money and their green and their blues and their purples for all sorts of things. Well, I've given people little spells to put within them, put your intent into those panties as you're putting them on. But I've just gone one step further. I myself have made patties power panties yes indeed they come in every style they come in power style i work with besides the color of the underwear now they have sigils they have magical runes and sigils and the word itself yes indeed we have them for boys as well intuition and strength now this one is a prototype this is actually going to be bigger on the final pair we have wealth panties we have wealth and now if you don't like this particular style of thong we of course have boy shorts 
and we have bikinis and we have low hung and we have amazing things. My favorite symbol, my favorite protection symbol, protection, helm of awe. I wear it on my necklace, but why not wear it on your private parts? I promise they work. They come with a spell. You do not have to buy my panties. You can charge your own panties. But if you want to buy my own panties, go to mysterycontrol.com. Magic in every pair. Be the first on your block to have the most magical part of your wardrobe. So that's the magic for lesson for today. Start with your underpants. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Witching Hour. I am Patty Negri and the Witching Hour, the time when the veil is thin and magic happens. I have some new magic for us today. I'm getting to know him myself. I have paranormal investigator Bill Slevin. He's been around a long time. He is the founder and lead in paranormal investigator of the Paranormal Existence Research Society, Purse, based out of Coral Springs, Florida, with teams in Florida, Nebraska, UK, Italy, and Greece. So they're pretty international. He's an empath and has always been fascinated by the paranormal since he was a kid dealing with his own experiences, which we will talk about. Um, he's got 30 plus years in the paranormal field. You've seen him on television. You've seen him on Travel Channel and Discovery Plus. Recently in a show called Devil's Academy, I do believe, a shock doc. Um, you've just were on a, in a magazine, Paranormal American Paranormal Magazine. So we all need to know him. Welcome, Bill. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. This is great. So yeah, I am surprised we haven't met yet in this same world. Um, and I know you do a lot of speaking and a lot of working. So what just what got you into this field? I mean, this odd field that we are all in. <laughs> well. When I was young, I had like a lot of people, I've had my own little experiences. I, uh, I was always into horror, paranormal, even though it wasn't as out in the open as it is now <laughs> when I was young. Uh, it was harder to get into a little bit. So I tried to study a lot on it. And like everything I found and everything I experienced made me kind of want to know more about it and what was real, what wasn't real, why was I experiencing this? And it kind of helped me, you know, kind of study more and try to learn as much as I possibly could. That's beautiful. Cause you are actually going to school now, right? For you forget going for your PhD in parapsychology, paranormal science and metaphysical humanistic specialist <laughs> and demonology specialist. So what about, yeah. so that's a, that's a mouthful. That's way too much for my little mouth. So how did you get what into the demonology? What is the interest there? Is it because you horror went into that or do you have experience yourself? Kind of. I've, I've been studying demonology for about 25 years. Um, I've been pulled into a lot of uh, demonic cases or possible demonic cases. It started all, honestly, from my first uh, actual residential investigation that turned out to be a demonic case, which wow. is rare, but it, it just happened to be I was helping people on a case and it turned out to be a demonic case, which probably most people would have run and never turn and come back to this type of field. But it made me more interested in it to learn about it. Um, most of the stuff that I experienced on that case, I didn't know until I started studying demonology later on that that's what the telltale signs were. And some of the things that were going on, I had no idea at the time, but it just made me kind of more interested. 
so what are some of the telltale signs? Again, I have a lot of new investigators and new into the spirituality world and paranormal world and stuff. So what is somebody, okay, we have, because I know there's a lot of cr just cranky ghosts out there that mm. want you to oh, think yes. they're demons, but not necessarily in my experience anyway. So what are some of the telltale signs to you of somebody like, uh-oh, this really might be demonic? Well, the main things are definitely the aversion to religious objects. So when we go in and, you know, the first stage of demonic uh, is the infestation, which is kind of like a regular haunting. So things are going to knock, they're going to make noise. So it can be confusing at first, but it's more once, once it starts progressing, um, the attacks, uh, you know, most spiritual, just regular ghosts and spirit, they don't really attack much. I mean, like you said, there are cranky ones and, and they can do a little bit of damage, but not to this level. So you have that, you have them oppressing the person, breaking them down, making them, you'll see a lot of changes in them. You know, they'll seclude themselves. They'll get very angry very fast. And then the aversion to religious stuff. I mean, that is, if you pull out a cross or you pull out holy water, or you do anything in the home and you will see uh, an, a real aversion to it. They will, they will jump back. They will get angry. There's a lot of things. That's the main signs, you know, from, for, for, telling the difference so if that is the person who's being affected or possessed by the the dark spirit as well as the spirit itself yes so the, the people are now what yeah. about so so religious thought you're showing a cross and holy water which is going to the the, the christian the catholic christian right. what if you showed them something jewish or buddhist or pagan do they have the same aversion yeah, I, I believe so. Now, I was raised Catholic, so I most of the demonology I studied is a Catholic demonology, but I have studied a lot others. They they do have an aversion. It's it's kind of your faith. I mean, everybody goes on the Catholic faith because of demonology. A lot of it is God and Satan and, you know, the fallen angels and the whole thing. So uh, they do re kind of react a little more to that. But I know people who have worked with just um, a, a Jewish faith and they went in and they did the same thing and they had the same reaction, even though in the Jewish faith, it's a little different as far as demons. They don't fully believe in demons. They have jinns and, you know, so it's, uh, it's, it's a little different, but yeah, all, all religious, all religious stuff will work. See that that's what I, cause again, it's higher vibration stuff versus the lower vibration stuff, yes. whatever title you put on it so and speaking of that you also work with the warren legacy foundation right which yes. i know is catholic based or was or they were yeah within well they work with yeah they'll work with every religion possible um we have i think it's around a hundred or so people now across the country or across the world um i'm the, uh, the director the regional director for the southeast u.s so i cover every case that comes in from west virginia to florida and recently I was named director of development, just trying to kind of, you know, put put everything together a little better, make it run a little more smoothly and, and just get our name out there a little more because they are all there to, to really help people. Congratulations. That is good. Director of development sounds very good. Um, <laughs> so are you noticing in our crazy world, which for whatever reasons is crazy, that more and more stuff is happening? You guys are getting called out more. There's more hauntings or experiences going on. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first of all, from when I started, very different <laughs> because nobody talked about it much back then. They would, you know, if they came out and said, hey, uh, I think I'm being haunted, they would be afraid somebody's going to lock them up. You know, right. and we'd be locked up 
even further for trying to help them. <laughs> so right. yeah, definitely. But now, yeah, I, I would say I actually noticed a really big uptick since COVID. Um, when COVID started, I think, you know, you had a lot of people that were getting sick the next mm -hmm. day they're on a ventilator, the next day they, they passed. And I yeah. think a lot of them don't even know what happened. I don't think they realize. I think a lot of them were stuck here. I I've seen a lot more and the more, people get into this the more it's out there the more they're they're playing with things and everything they they kind of everybody's kind of bringing it around a lot more that's for sure yeah I I agree wholeheartedly and I've noticed an uptick in it too in my work um and plus everybody's been so fear-based and fear is gonna just in itself lower vibration whatever is gonna bring in some stuff and everybody has watched you know every show on travel channel discovery plus so everybody knows what it is but right. I think I do think whether I think COVID is part of it, but I do think the veil is thinning between the worlds. I mean, I'm not an astrologer, but as we move into that age of Aquarius, they sang about in the 60s. It's not right. our parents, parents, grandparents world of black and white and right and round and solid ground. There's no solid ground. Science and spirituality are crashing together and quantum sciences. Ghost equipment is now proving what I've been seeing in my little mediumistic head forever. It's right. wild times, great yeah. times. Yeah, there's more more people are accepting of it. You know, before, it, no, a lot more people didn't believe. Now they're starting to experience things, see things. I mean, there's a lot that they watch too much or read too much online and then you know they think everything's a demon but yeah. <laughs> for the most part they're you know they're experiencing a lot more because they're they're seeing it out there and they're starting to see that it's not you know all a lie which a lot of them thought it was <laughs> right so so you had a recent show on travel channel because we all watch travel channel a, a shock talk show called the devil's academy right yes. what was what yes. was that was that about a specific place or yeah it was uh, it was the newest shock doc they did. It was um, it was about a mass possession of a school in Miami in 1970. Wow! It's it's a really interesting story. Now there's a lot of two there's two sides to it that you know people kind of argue about. It was it was it really a possession a mass possession or was it just all these kids in, oppressed in this school because it was a military school. They were treating them very bad. They were abusing them, but they were also teaching them Santeria. They were giving them Ouija boards and tarot cards and using hypnosis. And they weren't, nobody was teaching them the right or wrong on this, just kind of giving it to them. So everything combined kind of made an explosion one day. Um, wow. there, yeah. There are a lot of people that will say, Oh, it was the kids. They were just oppressed and they acted out. But, again with the, the signs of things you can be oppressed and you can go and cause a commotion but there was one part where a kid um, jumped out of the second floor window went right through the glass landed face first on the parking lot and got right up didn't have a scratch on him and the security guard went over to see if he was okay and he picked up the security guard and threw him clear across the parking lot so I, I can't say that's oppressed. <laughs> that's um, that's definitely and one what they have a lot of a lot of talk about the one girl who was being put under hypnosis that ran and went, ran in the bathroom. She actually levitated off the ground and it was like about five people there to witness it. So I, I you know, again, those are not really uh, oppression signs. <laughs> no, so, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> 
but the kids were ripping doors off the, you know, out off the hinges. They were, it was a mass thing. And, you know, the, the police were there. The fire department was there. It was, it was a big, it was a big event. That's wild. I mean, I don't want to give a spoiler alert or anything, but now I want to see it. But what happened? Did somebody come in and they do a cleansing or a? It, no, it, it just, they didn't just, know what was going on. It just kind of, it stopped. It stopped. And then, you know, I don't know how many years later the school wound up closing and having a lot of issues because, you know, the owner was, uh, was abusive. I believe he was a, a, a from Cuba uh, in the military and he came here and um, yeah, he just, it was a very abusive place. So mm, wow. the kids, you know, had a lot of issues to begin with. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, in my experience too, kid, that age kid past puberty and before you're too far into your twenties, you have so much life force. That is when paranormal stuff's going to happen, whether it's yes. poltergeist activity or possessions or stuff. Cause right. I work with a lot of teens and stuff and just their life force, I think causes a lot of stuff. So yeah. If 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 they are oppressed by whatever military type training and they're handed century in a Ouija board. Like, <laughs> right. Right. Ah. And they believe that the owner was practicing the dark side of Santeria also. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, you know, not sure about that. But, you know, that's that's what was claimed. And um, they were teaching them Santeria also. So that is wild. I okay, everybody, we're gonna have to go watch it. I'll have to bring it yes. to Wishes Movie Coven, maybe to our our thing that we do. We do always talk about movies, but maybe we'll have to go there. It's um, a great, it's a great show. It's a great story. They did a really good job on it. Oh, that's awesome. So you work with P- Purse, P- yes. Paranormal Existence Research Society. So yes. do you go out? Do, do people call you because like we have things going on in our house and our family, yeah. and, and you guys go out and try to figure out what it is? Yeah, um, we changed things a little bit since when once COVID started, we started doing a lot of the initial interviews through Zoom just to get to know everybody, see what's going on and see. Because sometimes we can help them right there or tell them, send them information on how to cleanse, what to do, how to change their lifestyles and things and and help them and see how it works before going over there. We don't always go right to the house and it's not always like some of the TVs where you go in with, you know, 14 cases of equipment for 10 hours overnight, you know, we want to help them the best we can. So we deal, even when I go and I lecture, we talk a lot about this. We do a lot of residential cases and we tell people, if you want to get into ghost hunting, you want to do that. We're, we're all for it. We, we encourage everybody, but don't do residentials until you work with somebody who knows what they're doing, because we go in and we don't always deal with a haunting we deal with mental illness, we deal with addiction, we deal with self-manifestation, we deal with a lot of things and we're, we're very scientific in what we do and how we debunk everything because we want to help them and give them the best information we can. We teach them how to cleanse, we teach them you know, the right way to change everything and it, it, they have to change their, themselves you know, in order to, to fix what's in there. Because it's not just us coming in and just flashing around, uh, you know, a, a piece of sage and, and all of a sudden everything goes away. <laughs> right. No. And, and I've, again, been doing residential and it is so much. It's emotional stuff. Yeah. It's mental illness. And do you, and I do notice or what I've always noticed is that if there is addiction problems or mental imbalance, that is when the dark stuff gets in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that's what we teach people. We say that 
we, we try to encourage people like when we're talking to them, we tell them up front, we're going to ask you a lot of personal questions. Um, we don't judge. It's all about being honest with us because just because you tell us, Hey, I was diagnosed with schizophrenia. Doesn't mean we're going to go, okay, you're crazy and move on, <laughs> you know, because the, anybody with a mental illness or an addiction or anything, or even a just bad trauma, they are more susceptible to attacks, yeah. you know? So it's, it's, you have to know, and you have to know the difference. So if you go in, that's what I teach people. You go in and you think, Oh, this person, they're hearing voices, they're seeing things move. It's got to be a haunting. And then you tell them that they have a, a ghost in the house and you didn't know they were schizophrenic and those voices they're hearing are just in their head. You can seriously damage that person because your cleansing is not going to help their schizophrenia. And now they're right. going to think it is something evil. So it's, it's kind of a during the day, I am an IT director, so I'm a technology expert, but I work for a psychiatric drug and alcohol treatment facility. Wow. So, so that's I have, beautiful. Yeah. I have 10 years of learning a lot about that too. <laughs> that is beautiful. You're, you're, you're about research. You want, you're yeah. about researcher and finding things, improving things. What is the most kind of, um, I probably put you on the spot, amazing thing that you've kind of discovered in doing this work? You if know, there is something I know. It's yeah. Funny. Well, there's a lot, <laughs> but ah, it's, it's, I tell everybody too, and I say when you do this, and I'm sure you'll know, the best things are never captured. It's always yeah. seen with your eyes, and you never have the camera ready, or it drains the batteries. Or I've been on a bunch of demonic cases, and the things I've seen there, I will never ever forget in my life. And I don't think any of them were ever captured on film because they either drain the batteries or something happened, you know. Um, but evidence to me, the best things are audio. It is very hard to capture stuff on video. People will find that out. You know, yeah, you might get a shadow here and there and things, but it's very hard to capture a full apparition on, on camera or anything. But And a lot of the devices, I have a ridiculous amount of equipment because I'm IT, but I use about 5% of it when we go into a person's home. We only use very, like, environmental stuff and audio and video. I don't use all the gadgets in a person's home. I like playing around with them, but the problem is I can debunk a lot of them a million different ways. But when you ask a question and you get a response on audio that is clear, not a lot of, you know, sometimes you get a lot of static and a lot of stuff. It could be something, but if I can't make it out, I don't count it as, as evidence. But I've gotten some responses that are just so unbelievably clear and exactly what we're talking about, that there's no, there's no way to, to debunk that. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, I, I should do more. I'm not a I'm not a tech person because I'm just I can hardly use my answering machine. So <laughs> but I love the tech. I love to have the person along who again is being able to show what I'm doing, seeing, smelling, or even hearing. They right. are talking about this. I'm in a different room and they are talking about this. They're catching it on the recorder. I that just in, intrigues the heck out of me. Right. Um what about, I don't know why I'm being led to, have you noticed more with stuff with children, either not um, maybe being possessed, but even their gifts getting bigger? With with children, like in, in residential homes we've done? We, yeah, or in general. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, we, we've had, yeah, we've had, a, I've had a lot of cases that involve children, children in the home, children, spirits. We, we've had a lot, a lot of cases because usually when somebody starts, thinking at least they're experiencing something if they have kids in the home 
they call right away. Some, some other people may wait a while. They may think, ah, I could deal with it. It's nothing important. But if they have kids, they're frightened. Um, right. We've dealt with a lot of kids. And we have, I have experienced in my lifetime with this, I've experienced a lot of kids that definitely had gifts. As we know, kids are more open. A lot of them close up at some point. But they definitely are open and, and cause a lot of this stuff. Like when you were just talking before, um, it's it's been taught in parapsychology a lot that a lot of paranormal uh, poltergeist activity is caused by kids teenagers especially female teenagers going through puberty that their energy is so out of control that actually causes things to move around the house and we have experienced that you know i have at least before before i moved here yeah, I, I have too. So that and that's what I was saying. It's their life force, whether it's a ghost or not. It's this ah, ah, ah the kinetic life force. I've in the most craziest, unexplainable things have happened when I've had little groups of, of young people. Yep. But they also seem that they themselves are getting more intuitive. I do. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think we're kind of born with more intuition and gifts, but it is taught out of us in right. our Western non-mystical, non-magical society where everything is left brain logic to the right. degree of you know so absolutely so do you have anything coming up that everybody can come see you in and how can people find you you are so intriguing i'm sitting here looking at all your stuff so if people other Thank people you. want to find out about you how are they going to do that uh on my website it's billslevin.com uh my team website is persfl.com usually on both of those i have everything that we're doing whether it's a speaking event or a public investigation or a, even if we're having a private investigation we'll have it on our calendar um all of my personal stuff is at slevin paranormal um i try to keep our calendars up to date on everything the most the only thing i have right now recent you know coming up is may 6th it's a popcon in apaca florida and it's a one-day uh, Comic-Con. So um, on my website, you can see the information there. And we're, I'm going to be doing a panel uh, talking about all about ghost hunting and what we do and actually sharing some evidence that we have and everything. So it, it'll be a lot of fun. I'll have my booth. I usually I don't just set up with a booth. I have an entire huge display with all my equipment. Everything's very interactive so people could come and actually see the real equipment and learn about it. And I like to try to educate everybody. Okay, that's good. Yeah, I like education too. Now let's go. I know we have one person in college. We have um, David Slavin, or, well, not you're the Slavin, <laughs> David in common, and Robert the doll. I'm yes. a doll person. I've got dolls behind me. I have my one haunted doll ball, bell here. I have never personally met yeah, David Sloan. Sorry, I'm Slevin yeah, so. Sloan. Like, <laughs> speaking is not my strong suit today. Um, I'm blaming it on the eclipse last night. Um, but so, so you've met Robert. What is your thoughts about haunted dolls and the surge of haunted dolls? And have you experienced some things like that? Yeah, I mean, you know, we've got. I've gone into a lot of places where we believed a doll or, or an object in the house was the one that's taking on the haunting. <laughs> but um, Robert is interesting. I've met him many, many times over the years. And, um, you know, the whole myth behind him, I don't know if you know it, about if you go, you're supposed to be very respectful to him, ask his permission if you take his picture, because if you don't ask his permission, bad things can happen to you. And the place years ago, now it's more digital, but years ago, the, the whole room with him used to be littered with uh, letters from people, handwritten letters, because they took it as a joke. They didn't ask permission. They took pictures. They left. All kind of things happened to him. And they were writing to Robert for his forgiveness. 
and there's like thousands and thousands of letters. I think now they have it all digital. Uh, but I can tell you every time I go to a show and I, t I talk about Robert almost at every show, there is always somebody that has an experience from that doll. I tell them this. I've been doing this 35 years. I ask permission. I'm not playing around with that. I've seen some really bad things happen in general, so I'm not going to test out <laughs> the doll. Yeah. I, you probably can't see it, but back in my case right there, I have a little mini version of Robert. <laughs> ah, that's good. Yeah, I, I have not met Robert. I've not met Annabelle. The most famous doll I have met, other than my bell, is Peggy the doll that Zach Bagans ah, has yes. in his museum now. And I did a seance with her years and years <laughs> ago before he owned her. And, and right. um, Jane owned her and brought her in. And two of the people that he she had given heart attacks to made people sick. And right. um, I mean, it was pretty wild. Flies came in, all this. It was Peggy. Yeah. And I go there now. Zach owns her, of course. And I go there to his museum and they have a little spirit box by her. It's like I go at same thing, respect, because everybody wants to be respected, dead or living. Like, right. hi Peggy, how you doing? And she just curses me out every <laughs> time. It's like, oh, no, hi, Peggy. It's like it's pretty funny. So what do you think that is? Do you think that's just spirits are going to I'm I'm a disembodied spirit, so I might as well go into something with a face and ears versus some old candle or something? I think sometimes. Um I think they it, it's a tough it's a tough thing some people let them in like you know if you go back to the whole history of um uh annabelle you know they they let her in to using a ouija board and let her in but some of them i don't know i think they attach and i think like robert i think i believe i don't want to misquote david but i believe he believes there are a lot of different things attached to robert not just one so over the years of everybody coming to see him and all the things going on and all the negativity around him, it's possible it is attracting more. So, yeah, I mean, I've, I've encountered some things. I don't know why they like to attach the dolls, maybe just to freak people out because so many people freaked out by dolls. It doesn't right. bother well, me. <laughs> I would. I mean, again, like if I wasn't disembodied, you know, my dog, that is my dog, Willow. She is not a spirit. She's just really loud. I think her boyfriend is outside right now. So we have, this is what we get. Um, again, if I was a disembodied spirit, well, of course you would want to go into something with a face. I, I mean, right. versus a boss, you know, right? Somebody's shaver. No, I, I would. And I, that's interesting. I said, never thought about multiple spirits. I think a spirit can get created. How we create spirits all the time, getting into egregores or big haunted sure. places. Maybe it's a combination of that. But um, this haunted doll thing—it just—it cracks me up. I, I've always been a doll collector, and now it's like you go on right. Etsy. It's like I don't know if that person really has seventy-two haunted dolls they're selling. You know, that's that's uh, the only problem is eBay. eBay, everybody knows that they could put a doll up there, give a backstory to it, and sell it for twenty times the amount it's probably worth. And then the problem is a lot of people, like we were just talking about, a lot of people believe it. And they buy it and then they bring it home and then they manifest something into it. So, you know, I, I'm, I want to go see, I have not been to the museum yet and I've never seen pay. I want to go out and see the, you know, hopefully, hopefully and maybe this year I want to get out there. It's, it's a beautiful museum. I really, it, it's beautifully curated. He mm. has so much stuff and you go by room, by room, by room, by room, by room. That's by what room. I heard. And it's it, it, and it's it's just enough. He's got it warded enough, but enough that it's gonna affect you. And uh, right. I'm 
I was in, I saw it before it was a museum when he mm. was before he got the permission to own it and I I fall in love with it every time. I'd worked there so much filming but never did the tour. I was just always locked in someplace. And the first time I did the tour, I was so impressed. Like, oh, this is so much more than the table I've been locked under. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so, all right. I don't know what to say about this little baby upstairs. I think it's because Vinny is outside and that's her little mm. boyfriend. But uh, tell people, again, where they can get you, where they're coming up, your social media, follow you on Facebook, Instagram, sure. stuff like that. Yeah, on on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, we're st I'm starting YouTube. Uh, it's already up there, but I'm starting it in the next month or two. Uh, everything is at Slevin Paranormal. The website is BillSlevin.com, and my team site is PERSFL.com. And you know, if anybody needs, if they have questions, I'm always around to answer questions. If they're you know concerned that they may have something in their home and they want us to check it out. There's a form right on there to request an investigation. We'll get back to you and help you as quick as we can. And we stay with everybody, you know, until we solve the problem, whether it is paranormal or not. We try to get them as much help as we possibly can. And I have a lot of different people on my team. My team is very handpicked by me. It's not about how much experience you have over the years. It's more about your passion your compassion for people and and to help people i mean i have people on my team that are psychics that are mediums well, i just brought on um somebody who's a, a licensed psychologist that's what she does for a living which helps us you know um everything we can do to help the person we help them i mean i still talk to clients that we have cases from years ago we just check on them see how they're doing and you know, that that was our that was always my main goal was to help people as much as I love going out in the public and doing everything and and teaching people and whatever. I, I we really do it to help people. Same thing with the Warrens. You know, we, we do everything there to, to give people help. That is amazing. Well, I cannot thank you enough. I'm excited. I'm going to have to have you come back and tell us more stories. But everybody Anytime. check out Bill Slevin. Um, and thank you for bringing your magic to the witching hour. Thank you so much for having me.